Ladies and gentlemen, good evening all. Welcome to The Solid here on another episode of The Experts, where we break down the top sports not only in internationally, but locally here on our homegrown soil, the Bahamas. Michael host sits to the left of me, the infamous CJ The X Factor. <laughs> and I am the legendary Mr. Devon Francis, aka Showtime. Here with us today from the BFFL, we got Mr. Jamal Stubbs. Yes. That's the public relations officer down there. And uh, the president, the legendary himself, Mr. Jason Clark, is in the building, y'all. Good night, guy. Good night, good night, good night. <laughs> this should be an interesting one where we got the BFFL and they're telling us uh, what all it entails. Welcome to the show, guys. This is one you don't want to miss. Here's the lingering question. What is the BFFL all about, guys? All right, Devon, uh, I guess I'll, I'll take a stab at that one initially, and Jamal probably can back me up. Yeah. Um, but the Bahamas Flag Football League, I mean, we've been around, this is going to be our 11th year going into our season. And really and truly, uh, we're really about developing the sport of American football. Um, as you would be aware, we started off playing uh, a format of football in a 5-on-5. Five five. We moved to a 7-on-7, seven seven, and then we moved to a 9-on-9 nine nine semi-contact format. <clears throat> In recent times, we've added a female league, uh, which has grown. And then uh, now we've even added a youth league. So we're really about developing the sport of American football um, in all facets, in all aspects, and uh, really trying to give Bahamians an opportunity to compete in that segment, um, not just internationally, but hopefully it provides more of a, a means and way for them, whether it's through education or even through, you know, financial gain long term, whether it's playing in the NFL, the Canadian League or what have you. So really and truly, the BFL is really about developing the sport of American football through uh, athletes here in the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to add to that, Jamal? Well, I mean, like you said, like we are, our, our focus is to, you know, further develop the sport of life football, obviously. Um, football, American football is, is, is practice, has a long history in the country through another league. And, but I mean, obviously with that particular league, it's contact. Our particular league is semi-contact. So it's not all out tackling um, helmets and pads. Um, so it's more focused on skill, setting the foundations, particularly to Jason's point with the youth. Um, you know, I guess uh, uh, to, to take it a step back, you know, last week it was the All-Star weekend and, you know, in wow. basketball, right? Yeah. And in that particular, I guess, wheel of discipline, we had three Bahamians. I guess all, all athletes that are Bahamian um, um, yeah. descent or heritage, right? Yeah. So I think with our focus on the youth program, we'd like to to really get, you know, there's a lot of talent in this country, right? <laughs> and um, especially when you, you learn the fundamentals of the game, yeah. it's just, um, I guess you can say it's a platform that we, in an organized fashion, try to, to help and still... Um, and show off the talent we have. So obviously with the focus of the youth going forward, um, we try to, you know, show off the talent we have, um, get them exposure. Yeah, and hopefully, like, that, even like Jason mentioned, try yeah. to take it to the next level. So, you know, another 10, 15 years now, we may have a flood of yeah. <laughs> talent on, on an NFL <laughs> level. So that's, that's really, um, I guess you'd say, where we are right now. Okay, okay. Um, so um, who started the the... BFFL and how did it become such a phenomenon today? Like, you know, from the framework and groundwork and then building it all these years up to 
such a this like a Sunday evening, bring right. the family, yeah, friends, yeah, and right, kids. Yeah, so right, like yeah. it's an event now, mm-hmm. right? Well, I mean, I I I know I'm actually standing. I mean, sitting next to one of the original founders. I mean, Jason clearly. Um, he's 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 I guess his history. He's a he's a known athlete. Jason is a man of. Many sports is mm-hmm. not just flag football, but okay. f- football, contact football, baseball, 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 everything. Softball. Yeah, he's oh, he's he, he is history <laughs> in his well story. Um, but I mean, I'm gonna let him jump on. But really and truly, my introduction was really through him. Um, I know one time I used to meet him. Used to work at a uh, institution, a former institution years back. Yeah. And I know they circulated, and my certain uh, this is looking for people to play for a particular bank. Right. And so Jason was the quarterback at the time, and um, so I, I I said, man, I you know I I used to be an athlete back in the day. I don't right. look it. Back in the day, I I, I, I can handle myself. <laughs> yeah. So I say, you know, use this as an opportunity to lose some weight and you know try getting shape, stay active. And so I went out, um, joined the team, and I realized, you know, this this is this is not just a pickup situation. You know, we had actual formal teams. But I said all of to say that was prior to the BFFL being formed, and I came in on the tail end of that, not knowing that these fellas who I met on the field, young professional fellas, was added from. Must be two years prior to that um, on Goodman's Bay. So, Jason, <laughs> I'm gonna let you take it. Yeah, away from yeah. That. What 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 actually happened was um, a couple of uh, buddies of mine. Um, they were playing. I guess they used to be play flag football, um, pick up flag football on Goodman's Bay, and uh, on Saturdays, I, I generally had like softball on Saturdays, so I really wasn't bothering too much. And then, um, you know, one one Saturday, we're like, man, come out and check it out. And so I went, I checked it out. A couple of guys were playing, and eventually we just started playing. Every Saturday, because when I was younger, we used to actually play tackle football, no pads, wow. on Goodman's yeah. Bay. And to we untouch actually, To and touch, <laughs> tackle football, no <laughs> pads. And, them rock? But I'll tell you, we used to have East versus West back in the day. Mm. And um, um, we even used to have our own um, boiled fish bowl on Goodman's Bay around mm-hmm. Christmas time, right. the champions, you know, playing tackle football. So I, I, I was used from a very young age because we live not too far playing football out there. So when I heard guys were now playing flag football there in my adult age, I went and I checked it out. We started playing. Uh, then we learned of another team that was kind of playing. Because, I mean, playing against yourself kind of gets boring. Yeah. It's like practice. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? After a while, you know, unless you get new faces. Yeah. And, so, and then you were technically like one team, you know. Uh, we heard about another team that was playing uh, by the Fort Charlotte. And so I just took the liberty to try and go there and find out who this team was. They kept going on Sundays because they say, man, someone's out there. And at one point, somebody called and say, they're out there now. And so we went out and found who this other team was. And so we decided to organize some formal games between the two teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Jamal said, from there, we just started to try and grow it. We worked at the same institution. So we started fishing in that pond to see if we can get a team from the bank, which was CIBC at the time. Uh, to see if we had a team from CIBC. And so we started making contact and just moving around. Eventually, we were able to say, you know what, let's try and formalize this a little bit more and, and see if we can get it going from there. I think our, our first year, we may have had about five or six teams, right. but they were far smaller because we played the five-on-five format. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so yeah, where your yeah, roster may have been a total of 12 to 15 players or so. Today, where we play... Uh, nine on nine for my dear Ross is like 30 players. Yeah, 30. So, you know, we, we've grown leaps and bounds um, since that time. Uh, so but high as 35 at one point. Yeah, we were actually at 35 at one point. We had to, had to cut it back because the teams were just, just too large, man. <laughs> yeah, they, so they, how many teams do you guys have now? Um, this year, for this year, we have a total of 17 teams that have registered uh, for the 2019 season. Okay. Uh, nine of those 
eight of those teams. Uh, let me make sure I get my numbers right. I think nine, nine are females. Nine are female teams, I believe, and eight are male teams. I think it's 17 that we have for this year. Right. And so uh, we're looking for a very, very, very competitive, yeah. a competitive year. One of our very competitive teams last year um, decided not to return. So you know, that, you know what happens? That, 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 that talent gets spread among yeah, the other spread teams. around. <laughs> so I usually tell folks, I mean, you could have a big league with not so competitive teams, maybe two or three top tier teams. But what we found in the last year or two is that now, even though we may have not have as many teams as we may have had one time ago, I mean, eight is still a good number on the men's yes, side. Yes, definitely. The thing is, you have far more potent teams. You don't yeah. have no walkover teams in that regard. Every given Sunday, you got to you gotta bring it yeah, and, yeah. and come and play because you can't come with you and say, you know what, um, um, it's just an automatic win. It doesn't work that way anymore. So the competition level has gotten a lot a lot greater. And uh, definitely, I mean, I mean, but that's how we got our beginning. And then we've just grown leaps and bounds since then, attracting even national team players, people who would have played baseball in the past, volleyball, softball, um, other sports, because usually athletes are athletes. And so that's how we kind of got our start. That's how we grew. And, um, you know, that, that's what kind of, that's the foundation for the success we're, we're kind of experiencing at this time in, in flag football. Okay. And like I said, we just kept expanding. I mean, so we went from men, went to women, and now we've launched our youth program. Um, last year in our youth program, which is last year was our, Thirty, I think it was. Yeah, our wow. third year. Got a journey. We had, yeah, man, yeah. yeah, man. We go from ages six to seventeen, mm-hmm. okay. and we play in brackets of six to nine, ten to thirteen, fourteen to seventeen. We had ten teams in our, in wow. our and it's men and it's boys and girls, mm-hmm. and so we got a feeder system going now to go into the adult league. And but ideally, you really want that feeder system to be preparing to go to college, right. actually to play ball. So that's yeah. that's really what we've been doing, and so we're experiencing some success in the youth league. Um, in that regard, um, it's 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 grown every year that we've 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 been there, and uh, usually that season runs between September and December. So um, you know, how um, can one uh, sign up for? Well, generally, what happens is um, if you're interested in joining the Bahamas Flag Football League on any level, mm-hmm. we just tell you send an email to Bahamas Flag Football League at gmail dot com, or definitely go to our Facebook page and you know send us a message. And what we usually do is um, if you're from the youth league, we have a distribution list for our youth league. We have one for our adult league. So once we understand your interest, what we then do is we will add you to whatever distribution group um, you want to be a part of. And so whenever that event or that sporting season time is coming around, we'll send that email blast or out and folks will then be notified that, listen, uh, we're about to start our season. If you're interested in registering a team or being a part of a team, you know, do let us know. So that's the easiest way to reach us via email or, or check out our Flag football page. All right. Our um, Facebook page, actually. Sounds uh, like y'all got a little uh, uh, funnel going, a little farm growing. So you, so when the older players move on, you got this new generation of youth just can take this league to another level. Yes, that is the plan. I mean, I mean, I'll tell you how the youth league really got. Um, the birth of the youth league really came because um, actually our adult league competes internationally now. We go to nationals yeah. every January. Um, and so we, we, we've been doing that for the past two to three years now. Competing, I mean, we've competed in the U.S., we've competed in Cayman. Uh, we've been, well, of course, we compete in Freeport. Um, so we, we kind of move around a bit um, every year in terms of competition. Any, but, uh, the, common events? But, the, but the youth, but that youth system, though, uh, we're actually probably looking to fall a little closer mm. uh, with USA football. And so it will make it will mean a change for us mm-hmm. in that if you're following their system, because right now our age brackets are like three years. The age brackets usually are just two years. Right. So we're, we're making a shift there. But um, 
you asked about if we have any you said we, events? Yeah. current events we got the yeah, upcoming yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let Jamal talk a little bit about any, what uh, we have like, we have on the horizon like fundraisers um, community outreaches um, you know things for the to get the word out there because there's a lot of kids like for the say, community a lot of talent out there but right. they don't know about it well I mean like like um I think for us, uh, like Jason, I can kind of alluded to earlier. Um, we had actually this eleven season, right? But mm-hmm. as a part of eleven season, we actually we just made the announcement today. Actually, we actually moving uh historically for the first ten years of the season, we were based at uh, I guess the Winton Rugby Field out east, which is well, you know, it was a nice secluded spot, yeah. you know. But we, are, I think, the league is at the point now where we like to enhance exposure. Yeah. So we actually, in fact, not recently concluded. Um, I guess you can say discussions, and now we're going to move our operations in a whole season to um, the Thomas A. Robinson Stadium. Um, season starts May, March, preseason, March 17th, and the following, the regular season starts the following week. But we feel that this move should do well in terms of expanding the exposure of the league. Um, so that's, that's part of one of the, the initiatives we, we're using. Um, to the point, I think um, Jason and I show was actually mentioning earlier right. um, in terms of when I think when you mentioned the, the events, because um, I think Jason mentioned the fact that we um, we travel not internationally to uh, in January to the nationals, but I think show you're trying to say it was something else coming in the pipeline in that regard. Yes, right. our focus this I guess it was like Jason mentioned the last few years to try and. The, not, not. I guess you could say we we want to do is an elevating the quality of play that we have. So obviously, part of that is exposing our players to the international game right. uh, at the international right. level. And right now, like you said, we recently um, in January carried the team um, in the pipeline. We have plans to on a female side. Actually, our females have actually very had enjoyed some success, particularly last year on the international level. I think they have a tournament in Vegas coming up. Um, they did very well last year. They actually went as far as the semifinals. Wow. Um, and I think come be, because of their performance last year, we actually had a, a female team that came down on our most recent international tournament in October. And so um, because of the play, because, you know, obviously it's, you know, we, we it's not to say it's, a, it's a, I guess on the men's side. Well, Jason has mentioned the last two years, but I, I could say taking my hat off, um, my, my league hat and also I'm, I'm also a member of uh, the, the a certain team, a team of predators, right? We've been traveling internationally for close to 10 years and we have yet to win a game on the men's side, right? So a lot of the focus right now is to try and create and, and the part of the reason that is obviously when you play on that level obviously we we, we do it um, I guess you can say our, our teams tend to we have a break in our season, whereas when I mean, you go in the, and you play against these teams on the international level, like a lot of those teams, like they play all year yeah, round, yeah, right? right? Wow. So um, it's it's a little gap there. I'm be trying to close that gap. And I said all that to say that the BFFL is on us going to send a men's team, I think Virginia Beach we're targeting um, later this season. And I think the focus of it with the league now coordinating, not just being individual teams, but more so um, trying to do, uh, do a team that's a collection of of the best, of the league's best, we're doing everything we can to try and close that gap on that end. I, I think part of it too, Jamal, leads to the fact that in the U.S., those guys play football yeah. from a far younger age. Yeah. So yeah. you find that there's a very, there's a much larger pool of good talent mm-hmm. in that regard. And these guys eat, sleep, breed, breed football. <laughs> Generally, I, I remember the first time I went to, I said, one thing I said, as people jump with their cars, there's no doubt about who was playing ball and who was the fans. I mean, it's a, it's a big difference. You you could see the ones, yeah. That's a group that they're getting to play. Whether they're in uniform or not, you, you could tell yeah, what's you going know, on. You know, so so they're playing all all around and and, and um, they really bring the game. So, 
um, you know, that's part of the reason too. Why I said from our from, with our youth league, we really need to kind of, um, um, you know, create a little bit more focus that really give our youth a, a bit of an opportunity in that regard. But we're looking forward to these upcoming tournaments, and we looked also with our youth league to start traveling internationally as well. Yeah. Uh, in 2020. Yep. Uh, hopefully going to nationals as well because the nationals don't only cater just to the adults, but they also cater to the youth as well. So which is why we want to now shift the program we have now to coincide with the U.S. program to ensure that we can actually, you know, compete within the age brackets uh, that they're doing. So the best bet is do it in your regular season home so it becomes natural for you when you go ahead, go away to actually play. And but, then, um, and tailing to Jason's point with the youth league, um, obviously, uh, we've we've done it. We're going into our third season mm-hmm. with it, right? But just to give a shout out to our neighboring league in Abaco, they have they have they have been had a focus on the youth. Yeah, league yeah, for, they got for a good league, They're actually yeah. pretty. They're really good, no, you know. They, but I think yeah. they actually they're they're, they're really good uh, for those young kids. They yeah. they they slinging it. They have some cute some guys on some of them young teams that you know they could probably be. QB for some of the adult teams, yeah, right? <laughs> so I'm just I'm just saying, just to give a little shout out to that. And I think the efforts we've made in the last two, three years, I think initially the first year was a major gap difference. It was yeah. like, you know, it was like... Nassau versus Abaco was just, <laughs> was, was nothing. Yeah, because right. um, I but think I the saw, gap is closed. I saw one of those teams came down um, for the Don Marino. You yes. know, he has the little kid yes. fun right. thing. And, yes. uh, and that Abaco team that came, I was like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, we need to bring them over on Sundays and <laughs> yep. send a ticket for them every week so they could have a team in the league. Because they was really balling. They actually just had their championships two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got some video clips of that and what have you. We were supposed to have nationals, but because the, the, this year they ran a bit late, with their season, yeah. you know, we're a bit out of sync uh, in that regard because we were finished from late November, early December. They're just finishing up now in February. So <clears throat> so our kids would have stopped playing already and that's one thing we try to do, synchronize the seasons Okay. so that when our season is ending and theirs is ending, you know, the guys can actually... Could have a national... Exactly. Yeah. If they came one year, we're, we're going to Abaco the next time around. And so, like I said, man, it, it's growing and uh, the interest is there and, and, and definitely creating the opportunities. Actually, we had a couple of guys from our flag league who actually did get scholarships okay. uh, mm-hmm. in the U.S. and in Canada Holland College, okay. you know, who would have played within the league. So, I mean, we're seeing spurts of 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 of, of, of success from the efforts, uh, but if def- we definitely want to see that, 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 um, the effort to be a little bit more, uh, the growth and, uh, you know, of the success to be just a little bit more. We also, I'll tell you, I mean, I, he probably don't want me to talk about this, but I don't know if you guys remember Aaron Seymour. Yeah. Um, who played with the Warhawks, not played, but he coached the Warhawks. He used to play with Commonwealth okay. Bank one time ago. Right. Aaron actually uh, left his job at the bank uh, last year, I think it was. And he's gone off to Canada and he's studying sport, sports administration. Okay. Oh, wow. He's been in contact with us. Actually, he sent an email for us. He's working on a project now and he's doing it on the BFFL. Yeah. Uh, and we are, we are sending some information back to him for the end of the month. But one of the things he wants to do um, is to actually start working Hope Aaron forgives me for this, but start working directly with the BFFL in terms of trying to recruit talent. Because he's looking to get into coaching mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. sports administration to try and recruit talent uh, and opportunities through the the schools oh, that, he, that he would definitely that be working with. So that's now excellent. we're seeing persons who are part of our league as they spread their wings. Yeah. The thinking is start to, to give and, back. Yeah, and attract pool there. I mean, it's, it'll be a win-win because just imagine him. He, if he knows the pool, he can draw on. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll tell you, a lot of our kids when they do go off, do very, very well. Definitely. You know what I mean? With the good work ethic and what have you. But um, um, we're time. starting to get some 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 real solid leads in, in some places that may lead to some real tangible opportunities. Okay. Um, 
Just to touch on one of the uh, concerns, like we, I have a lot of like female co-workers, ladies in the church, or just people around. They want to know what are the like risk, health risks. You know, they have like young kids, 12, 13. I don't want my son out there. I don't want nobody tackling my little boy. I don't want one dragging my son. Like, but I, but I, but I, how, how is the league set up when it comes to <clears throat> protecting the players and safety first and all these things? Well, there's two, there's two things I'll, I'll touch on that. And if I start with the youth league, uh, the youth league is all... Uh, there's no contact in the youth league at all. Okay. Uh, actually, my daughter is six and she plays in the youth league. I, I can show you a picture on my phone. I actually, videos of her right. rushing the quarterback and what have you. I age six. So if I'm putting my own daughter yeah. out there and she loves it, I mean, you know, uh, that's one thing. So at the youth level, we do not have um, um, tackle going on. It's all, it's no contact at all. And uh, it's, it's more, we, like Jamal said, we only focus on the skills. Right. Okay. Um, but it's throwing catching, uh, how to rush, and that kind of stuff. I mean, um, we recognize there's a stigma that exists within yeah. the Bahamas. Anytime you talk about football, all you're thinking about is somebody trying to hurt yeah. my child or hurt right. the person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so one of the things we were very, very conscious of trying to really win parents over to allow their kids to play at that level was, listen, um, once you show them it's no contact, it's safe, you can then start to grow it. But if you start off with like, you know, you're tackling pads and whatever, it's like, no, I'm not sure what's right. happening. And then there's a lot more risk there, liability, <laughs> right, right. insurance, stuff and what have you. So on the kids' side, um, the piece around the safety is it, it, we have no challenge there because it's it's a non-contact league altogether. On the adult side, I mean, you know, people are making a conscious decision to play ball. But from a league perspective, we do offer mandatory supplement supplemental insurance, which yes. is tied into the league fees. So anyone who's registered with the league there is some degree of insurance that provides some degree of coverage, you know what I mean, in that regard. So um, that's how we kind of protect our members right. from the youth right up to the adult, from the insurance coverage to making sure that our youth at this stage only play the non-contact version of the sport. Okay. And insurance covers players and coaches. Players and coaches? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, well, once you put your officially on the, the, the team on the, registry, on the roster, you'll be, you'll be covered. covered. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, show that. Got anything else for the guest today? Yeah. People just want to know what's the difference between flag football and the rugby, <laughs> because they're trying to feel like as though the rugby players they want to get hit. Flag football, they getting pulling the flag. They want to know what the difference is. Well, um, I mean, if I focus a little more, I could just, I can answer it very simply by just focusing on on flag. I mean, in rugby, you actually physically tackle players. Mm-hmm. Um, in flag, there's no physical tackling. Uh, in flag football, you generally wear a, a flag, what we call a flag belt. Mm. And the aim of the, it's more of a skill game because the aim is really to try and deflag the player to end the play. Now, whilst blocking is allowed and what have you, you know, along that, I mean, that's really the element uh, that separates the game. You know, you wear a flag belt and and, 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 and you got to be skilled enough to be able to get that moving belt and, and, and stop the play. Wherever that flag is pulled is where it's actually, the play is actually going to end. You know what I mean? So... Um, we're, 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 like I said, I mean, it's growing, it's catching on. I'll tell you, when I first started, I didn't even, I, I didn't know about flag football. Right. <laughs> I mean, didn't really, didn't know about it, you exactly. know, but, but a lot of guys who would have gone off to school, gone off to college would have, would have been familiar with it, but it was fairly new to me and Hey man, we started, had fun and we are where we are today, you know, some, some 10, 11 years later. Okay. That's good. sir. we got any, uh, rules <clears> of the game people want to know. 
or any rule changes. Yes. I, I, we heard in all, all off season we had some rumors going around. You could now stiff arm. You could now this and that. We trying to figure out, you know. We want to know if we get to that level yet. Well, I, I, I can let you know. I'll chime on some of that. But the one thing, the one thing I will say is this: um, when we go to to play in nationals, yes. the Bahamas is always at a little bit of a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Reason is because the level of physicality that they play the game at, even from a rules perspective, mm-hmm. is different yeah. from how we play here. So in the U.S., for instance, they allow you when we play nine and nine semi-gonna, they allow you to stiff arm a player. Oh. You know, from the shoulder down, okay. in the shoulder and, and and the waist, they allow you to step on a player in that regard. In our league, we don't allow that to happen. So when we go to compete, yeah, we, we actually have to train a team to amend those rules. <laughs> oh, it happened. Uh, you know, we I think we were just away. <laughs> Last month, and, and we watched one player who caught a ball like stiff arm two people in one play. Wow. I mean, you know, but because we're not playing by that format, there's always like a little bit of a disadvantage yeah. in that regard. The females actually, the female rules are actually a bit more closer to the international rules, which is why I think they do a lot better because they're playing by they're playing much closer to the rules they would have to play by when they travel. Oh, yeah. Whereas the men, there are some distinct differences. Like for instance, we don't rush. On the we don't we don't we don't rush the kicker when he's kicking an extra yeah, point or he's kicking a field, field goal. goal. When we go over it, that's the things you that that. that oh, they rush. Yeah, they man, rush they, the rush. they yeah, rush. They on the kicks. Rush. Oh, they rush on the kicks just like how they stiff arm. So, that that's part of the, the differences in the rules in terms of when we play and not. But for us locally, most of the changes what we try to do is when we would have gone to nationals, we try to implement some of those rules into our upcoming season. But the teams will ultimately decide whether we play with those rules or not. And usually, the more physical rules do not pass okay. because the majority of teams aren't traveling to play by these rules, right. so they don't that's, really have the appreciation. True. So yeah. they can't really envision you playing with this very, very these very, very physical rules in a safe way. Which we go and compete, and we play by those rules, and we really come back with no injuries. But for this year, most of our rule changes have been more administrative. Right. So, for instance. Um, teams will now be allowed three timeouts per half as opposed to two. Yeah. However, the timeouts will now only be 30-second timeouts. And then when you get to the two-minute warning, you will lose automatically lose a timeout if you have three. Right. All right? You can't take three timeouts into the, into the oh, two-minute yeah, warning. So right, right, right. Use we, it or lose it. Yeah. yeah. So we've also implemented a challenge flag scenario where... Because, you know, we had a lot of so we coaches have, trying to walk on the field and stop plays so and what have you. video replay and stuff, no, man. Video okay. replay so is not allowed. How no. do you challenge? Like, Check the we, jumbo drawing. What really happens with the challenge is that if you feel, and first the call has to be challengeable. You mm-hmm. can't say it's holding or not. That's not a challengeable call. That's all, that's all interpretation. Mm-hmm. But the challenge really is around the application of a rule during the game. So, for instance, um, the referee may decide to mark off 15 yards versus five. Or he may say, oh, hey, on this the, penalty, the penalty, you actually gave me a loss of down plus yeah, 10 yards. Okay, so, right. so now rather you trying to stop the you play, challenge the rule. you can challenge, you're allowed. But once the once whatever happened is challengeable, mm-hmm. you can throw your challenge flag. Okay. And so it can't be a judgment call to say whether it was pass interference or not. No, that's judgment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It has to be, you can't say, but he stepped out of bounds or not. You know, right. that's not challengeable. Because we don't have no evidence to prove that. But if he's applying the rules incorrectly, you can challenge okay. that. You allowed one challenge per half. And so the rule, the referees will then have to get together, consult. Um, um, I think they have a two-minute time limit in which to do it, which they can actually refer to the rules to make sure they're applying it correctly. And then they will even have their little conference on it. And they will come back and tell you if it's five referees, well, 
three of us agree this way too is that way but you expect that most of them would be unanimous yeah but it has to be challengeable so most of the rules like i said we have the changes we have this year are, are, are more administrative not necessarily the play okay uh, the rules in that regard so i'm pretty okay i, I think we're okay there yeah, I, don't, I don't know if there's any other major ones we may have had really. i mean the only part i would say as, as, as jason mentioned earlier obviously um, since we started um, traveling internationally, I guess we, used to, I guess most recently, we're becoming more somewhat physical to try close the gap. But so I see in future years, the more we travel, the more exposure we get, um, the more we'll try and align our rules with um, international guests. Not say not say best practices, but just to to make sure that when we do go over there, we're not at a distinct disadvantage or like we learning. Because oftentimes, what happens every year, we our team travel over or the national, or the, the I guess you can say the um, not national team, but the the BFLs all team team travel the first two players is like players are still like is this legal the question yeah. so you have that hesitation and, and you know and in that hesitation the team could have scored on you so we're just trying to eliminate that shock factor so in future years I can see it we probably close the gap Jamal is a good thing you said that I'll, I'll give there is a major rule change that I want to highlight because we saw it happen in one of our games um, where usually right. yes, yes, the I ball know. is marked where your flag is pulled. Mm -hmm. This year, the ball be the ball be marked wherever the, the ball, ball is yes, when the flag yes. is so pulled. Exactly. So right. I'll Nothing tell you. Telling people. So I'll tell you. <laughs> case in point, you know, we because we do it that way. We had our quarterback when we were in Orlando. We were on the two yard line, and he was running a quarterback sneak. So naturally, when he got the ball, he turned around. So that his fly could get into the end zone first. Mm -hmm. Yes, mind you, his his fly got into the end zone. But the ball, didn't. the ball was outside the end zone, behind him. and the fellas pulled the flag. So while in Nassau, that would be a touchdown. touchdown. It wasn't a touchdown then because the ball never crossed the plane. Right, and so you just do it instinctively because you're not playing by these by, by by their conditions, and which is why I said you know it it, it their game changes you know uh, and so. The closer we get to playing by their rules and making those changes, the better we will be in terms of our international competition because then you're playing almost all year round or for your whole season by very close to the rules in which you're going to be playing uh, when you go to travel and compete. Right. So that's what I know a lot of people are going to look for, you know, stretching for touchdowns and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be making it more exciting, especially yeah. around the goal line. Yeah. Right. The fans are going to like that one. Probably a little more arguments too, but <laughs> nonetheless, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. people tend to stretch and maybe jump if someone's trying to catch him and say, well, I jump or did he dive or, you know, but nonetheless, I mean, that's going to be the referee's headache. But but from a ruling perspective, from a rules perspective, it's a change we would have made that I think is better for the game overall. Because, I mean, that's what we do in football. You mark it wherever the ball is. Yeah. Right. You know. Who, who, who were the last year champions? Oh, the champions I'll, last year. You know what? Let me let me leave that. I'll, I'll take that one. Um, yeah, so last year was um, the Seven Seas Predators, yeah, which yeah. I am affiliated with. We we on the male side affiliated, and, on, <laughs> and then on the female side, um, the champions were the not the not the Wildcats. The Wildcats, yeah, the Paradise Games Wildcats um, were the, the on the on the female side. So they're the most recent. Um, Do you guys have any uh, big rivalries or? Yeah, like like knowing now that like the Warhawks wouldn't be in this season and they were in the championship with the Predators now right. with them being out, like who was the Well, historically historically, um the Predators are 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 our biggest rivals actually <laughs> <laughs> Is actually associated with them. The, the, I guess you could say the, the Island Game Spartans. Historically, over the ten year yeah. history, um, right, uh, right. that they have pretty much been our primary rival. Now, not 
to your point with the walks, yes, most recently, um, I I would say that we were, I guess you could say there were some, you know, some, I guess some competitive, I guess, <laughs> players that tend to be outspoken. But historically, I would say uh, our, our rivalry has always been with the Spartans. The, the Spartans has always been a very competitive team. Um, on the female side, I guess we have a couple of rivalries. Yeah, the, the thing about it is because you have so much changes, yeah. you have a lot of personalities switching teams. Yeah, they be so, dance. Um, yeah, they, it could it, it could be it could be it could be. And then we have some new teams Exciting, on the female side too. But I, so you don't know what to expect. So for instance, oh, you some new teams. Yeah, well, what happens is um um the ruggers, which is really rugby female players mm-hmm. have now brought in a team. So they would have pulled oh, rugby Lord. players who would have been playing on other teams <laughs> together to form their own team. Yeah. So you're expecting to be more I physical. They could be, but how rugby they could come true. So they ain't going to be no pushover. No. Right. They ain't going to be no pushover then, team. Then, then, then we had button everybody. <laughs> <laughs> then we have a, a team, a lady team called the Cheetahs. Right. I mean, you don't know what to expect from them. Yeah. Because uh, they came, we only realized they existed on Tuesday pass, last week Tuesday <laughs> at the meeting. They said, don't right. mind, we've been practicing, we have our team. And, okay. You know, so... Uh, you don't know what to expect from those guys. Of course, the Wildcats always represent. And, yeah, the Wildcats. and there's a number of other teams, Hawks and others, uh, that really represent it at a, at a pretty high level. So you're expecting on the female side, you know, you're going to have some real, real good competition. And we're really excited about the new location because you have far more visibility. is much more central to Thomas A. Robinson right. Stadium. Yeah. Uh, and so we're really looking to do some real things. I mean, one of our major sponsors is telling us every Sunday they're going to be running these halftime specials wow. uh, for the fans and what have you. And so, you know, they're going to be doing some radio drops and what have you, talking about it every Saturday of what's going to happen to the right. Sunday. Okay. You only can take advantage of these stuff at the field. Right. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, this season, from what we have planned, uh, you know, it's going to be a real exciting time in flag football. We're really looking forward to, to really growing our fan base and really growing the exposure level right. of flag yeah. flag football here locally. Yeah, the, I mean, the fan base, the fan base is huge. Right, and we're trying to and improve the fan <laughs> the fan base. I guess you could experience the fans enjoy. Um, like I said, um, our season is um is soon upon us. Um, March seventeenth, yeah, about a month. But yeah, March seventeenth will be the pre first official preseason game, and the season will actually go live the following week on the twenty fourth. So it's a lot of uh, some exciting initiatives we're trying to 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 top you know to to to. to to make the game better. You know, a lot of us, we watch football. A lot of us are football fans, fans of the American football in terms of being the NFL, right? Yeah. So that season has come to an end. So, you know, for those of you out there who are looking for something to do on a Sunday, you know, um, you, you, you'd obviously you have some form of withdrawal. Like my team, my team, the Cowboys, we got sand fishing quite early the playoffs, right? So I, I, I won't see my team for what? Eight months, seven yeah. months. So for those of you, the Steelers fans, Dolph- particularly Dolphin fans, you, you, want dolphins? To, <laughs> you want to see some football, you know, I encourage you to come out on Sunday. You know, there's not much happening in the island. You know, we have a safe environment. You know, we have, yep, um, yep. Um, we have private and both uh, security and also contracted Royal Bahamas Police Force. So it's a nice, family-friendly environment. We are a century location, like Jason alluded to. So it's a nice, nice food is on site, drinks on sale. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, we have some motivated sponsors who tend to, to really want to enhance the, the, the fun experience. So we strongly encourage you guys to check us out. Every Sunday between the hours of 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. Right, daylight uh, hours. At the Thomas A. Robinson <laughs> Stadium. That's where we'll be. All right. Um, what's, um, the, what's the Facebook page again? What's the, what's the Facebook page if anybody want to um, go down there and check it out? Bahamas Flag Football League, but we also going to launch our Instagram page. You know, a lot of the young folks stay in there yeah, now. Instagram. Stay on Instagram yep, and yep, Twitter. Yep. Um, we're going to go live pretty shortly with that. So hopefully, but yeah, right now, I'm on social media right now, Bahamas Flag Football League is our primary um, page and it'll, it'll remain our primary page, but we're going to we're gonna try 
get cool with it and add other mediums. Well, Mr. Stubbs and uh, Mr. Clark, we appreciate you guys yeah, coming over and having a great talk with us. We really, really, really was informative. Well, I want to say one more thing. I mean, I, 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 as you were saying that, I realized, yeah, I mentioned um, um, the rivalry between us and the Spartans, but I just want to say, for some reason, there's a certain team out there, you know, the color's red. They've been making a lot of noise. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying, Xbox. I'm not going to call it. Right. Uh, red dot. Shout out so, the Hitman, man. Shout out the reason, Hitman. You know, the Hitman is in the noise. building. The Red Dot is in the building. Shout out Eddie Campbell is in the building. Maybe some. Maybe some new rivalries are brewing, but you know, I just I, I think they they, they took the last two uh, tournaments, eh? Uh, uh, just just two. the one, just one. Just one was. Just yeah. one. Yeah. Sound was. They I got the one. And yeah, they, just they, they one. played oh, against us. Tournaments, you say? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I I would say this. They 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 did they did beat us. We, so you we, say we, they, I, they're we, a good tournament team. You saying? Well, you know. I can't say I can't knock them for a tournament team because I have a lot of tournament trophies in my you know my case. So I, I agree. I, I gotta. You know, I agree. So two I, day, two I just want to say if you win one, that's you know like, I shout like, out to you, tip your hat. But you know you have some more so work to you do. Want, but you want a star trophy or you want championship trophy? Yeah, well, that's what it is. I know. Just in. I like I like everywhere. Well, you know, I can't leave without shouting out my team, you know, the Rams. Um, we might not be the favorite team in the league, but listen. <laughs> well, what's, what's, what Ram is team, that? That's the Lady Rams or? Watch him out over there. Watch him out, young blood. Everybody knows when the Rams come out on a Sunday. Listen, you can have a, a tough time. That, that, that We definitely come to play this year. He's right. We, we, can, we, we know even though it's not like... You might say it's not a rivalry, mm. but for us, every game is a rivalry. Yeah, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, we look to come for the season. The BFFL be good. is on display and ready to go. Try to see if we can get down there immediately every Sunday evening mm-hmm. after church. Yep. And we're more essentially located at the new Thomas A. Robinson Stadium. Yeah. yeah. But Mr. Stubbs and Mr. Clark, we appreciate you guys for coming through. Thanks, Thank you for having us. Uh, yeah. Got to sign up with our extraordinary engineer, yeah, Mr. Thanks Mr. Pun. Calm the comfort. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for giving us this opportunity. And thank you guys for coming through this week. Hopefully we could uh, partner up during the season and do some more interviews, do some more, so. talk to more players, guests. Even the fans, we could get some guests on. Let, yeah, we get some, some feedback. Fans. I know you some know. fans now. Like you say, it's a, new, it's a new environment. So now we could start interviewing and how do they like the stadium? How do right. they like the parking? Uh, what did they think we could improve on? What yes. we, you know, so we're looking forward to partnering up with the with the league and definitely doing, doing more things forward. to come. Let's more make it happen, man. Let's make it happen. All right, thanks. It, it is what it is. I am uh, Mr. Showtime, and that is Mr. X Doctor, and we out. We out here. Kick it in the city when we in around town. Next door neighbors telling us that it's too loud. Now neighbor, can you please just turn that mess down? This is the sound of throwing pennies on the ground.